The Biz for Good Show is sponsored by Media Agency HQ. Media Agency HQ is a -a one-of-a-kind software development and marketing firm. They offer turnkey solutions to help create and manage internet, digital, and social media marketing and management. MediaAgencyHQ.com Welcome to the Biz for Good Show, where we highlight misfits, outcasts, and renegades for the being good and doing good movement. We spotlight people that are changing the world by having integrity and honesty and creating an environment of connection, thus showing the true secret to success and creating a life of greater impact. So come on board and create your own Biz for Good life. Welcome to the Biz for Good Show! I am your host, Bobby Glenn James, along with the Ryan Pilkington, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, today we have an amazing guest today, Mr. Will Dean. Not the country star, but Will Dean, the successful entrepreneur. And let's uh, start the show, Ryan. Tell us about the show. Tell us about Will. Let's get this thing on the road. What do you <laughs> Will's like, okay, I'm not sure I signed up for this exactly. <laughs> I'm ready. He's ready for it, baby. We talked to Will. He's a, he's a trooper. He's gonna he's gonna give us a super lot of insight and have some fun with him. So, what do we got, Ryan? Yeah, thanks for joining the Best for Good Show. We're marching to the '90s here with episode 87. 87. Dot com. <laughs> wow, you beat me to the punch, Ryan. Beat me to the punch. Yeah, uh, yeah. Episode eighty-seven of Scale It with Will Dean. Scale it with Will Dean. <laughs> oh, and I'm supposed to take this over. How come I can't remember to do this part? Welcome to the Biz for Good Show, where two fun, adventurous entrepreneurs are sharing the their experiences of the real secret to success: the business of doing all things with a be good, do good mindset. There is so much bad noise in the world. Let's fight against the noise and flood the world with the good. So come on and go for the ride with us. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, Instagramians, iTunians, um, most uh, all other podcast outlets. And it sounds like somebody is working on the uh, top. What do you call that? The, the uh, roof. The roof. That's what you call it of our building. We are on the f- the third floor of the Miller Corporate Corporate Partnership building, and it sounds like somebody is fixing things up above the... the, the, So we've got some added fun effects today, so... (laughs) You're like, bring the thunder. (laughs) Bring the thunder. Hey, Ryan, tell us about Will. (laughs) Yeah, Will Dean is a CEO of Unstoppable.co and a lifelong entrepreneur with several successful startups under his belt. Starting from the early age of 15... He has been a built. He's been building companies. He is a lover of all things marketing, consumer trends, branding, and team building. We're gonna go ahead and talk more to with Will on uh, scaling it and all that good stuff. So let Bobby introduce Will. You let Bobby introduce Will, or should we should we throw a Google challenge on Will? Yeah, it was gonna be the top five scaling. No, just kidding. It's gonna be the. But top we could do a Google challenge. What you were gonna do something different? No, no. Okay, so Will, we're just gonna off the hip. Do a Google challenge. This is how the Google challenge works. Will, we are going to ask Google a question. How about how do you scale it? How do you, 
Has he accepted the challenge? <laughs> oh, oh, first, yeah, have you accepted the challenge, Will? Will you go against Google? Are you up for I will, I will go against Google. I will go against Google. <laughs> he is like, take it. Let's what do my, this. What are, my op- what, are my, what are my options here? Oh, so here's how it's going to work, and you'll see your options are actually pretty good because uh, we ask Google a question, and then we go to the third page because everybody goes to the first and second page. So we're going to go to the third page, and we're going to grab the answer of the question uh, to Google. We're going to read what it says, the thing that's not an ad, and and then you're going to give insight to that and say that's bull crap, or you're going to give a better answer. <laughs> All right. Okay, so it is how do you scale it? Is that what we're going to ask, Ryan? How do you scale it? And drum roll, please. How do you scale what? That's just all we're going to say. How do you scale it? It. IT. Uh-oh. We got some. That's his feedback. So we're getting a little bit of feedback from, from, from Will, I think. Maybe. Or maybe it's you, Ryan. <laughs> oh, Ryan's doing Don't it. Me. Oh, really? Nope. Okay. Well, okay. Let's see. How to, how do scale it? We want to scale it. Yeah, there we go. Okay, page three, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Page three. This is page one. You scroll down, Ryan, to page three. <laughs> is that how it happens? Yep. That's how you, the best way to scale and deliver your SaaS startup. Oh, that's lame. Let's go to the next one. How to find the tools to scale your startup. Okay, let's, let's pick that one. Here we go. How to find the tools to scale your startup. And what they're saying is, scroll down. You're, you're the driver, Ryan. I'm the driver? So you, you <laughs> what if to, I'm drunk? <laughs> he's a drunk driver. Of the Driving the internet drunk is a bad idea. So starting a company is really hard, it says. Pfft, that's not true. Starting a company is easy. Making it work is the hard part. <laughs> sure, you may read that some random medium post like this one, but it is near impossible to truly empathize with the difficulties of a founding a company until you are standing in the trenches of the startup battlefield, sweating out the pain. Something like 92% of new companies die within three years. Of the 8% remaining, only a handful end up making a major impact in the world. As much as it is a game of skill and purpose, ask any rare successful founder in the industry and they will tell you that luck is certainly a very influential factor well you cannot directly while you cannot directly control how lucky you and your team get the least you can do is set yourself up for success by striking the chips in your favor there are lots of ways to do this some more proven than others so what they have here are work with the best people, rise, raise the right money at the right time, find good mentors, and use the right tools. So that's, that's what we got from Google. Mr. Dean, uh, what do you think? What do you think about Google there? That, whew, that was quite the, the, the answer. What do you think? Yeah. So, I mean, I think luck is bs i think you make your own luck so i'll put that out there um i'm with you 100 percent. what with you 100 percent, my friend yeah i think you know grit is a big part of success a lot of people quit way too early so that i don't think luck has a real they might be using 
the word wrong. Um, the rest of it, I think, is great advice. Not very actionable, but I would agree. Getting a great mentor or somebody to emulate um, is a really good idea when you're starting a business. I think that a lot of people go into business coming up with their own plans and own ideas when millions of entrepreneurs have either been successful or failed doing the exact same thing before. So you might as well find somebody who you want to emulate and try to map their plan or map their process. Um, and yeah, I think the other stuff's good as well. Yeah. Can, is there anything you would add, you personally would add to it? Um, you know, hire a good team is obviously the most important. Having a mentor is very good. Um, read. I think that goes along the same as mentor, right? I think that a lot of entrepreneurs, like I said before, just go at it thinking that they've got this or they know best. Uh, every time I open another book about you know someone's journey or whatever it is, I learn something that I don't have to learn the hard way. And so uh, reading is very, very important. As, as It's very overlooked, but it's very important to achieve, you know, what you want to achieve that is if you're an entrepreneur. Super powerful. I was reading an article the other day and it was talking about Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, and I think it was Elon Musk, how much of ferocious readers they were. And it was an yeah. interesting, interesting article because they said, I mean, Bill Gates takes like two week, uh, call them, he calls them reading vacations where for two weeks he just sits and reads. <laughs> I, the, I, I have always yeah. been a proponent that reading leader, you want to be a great leader, you want to be a great business person, read. So thank you for hitting that right on the head because I, I am so there. When I hear people that say, oh, I, I don't have time to read, it's like you don't have time not to learn stuff because you will make a crap load more mistakes. Uh, it's it's, in, it's in, insane the amount of stuff you can actually bypass by reading a story or uh, a journey or, you know, actionable advice from somebody that's successful. It's just, it's absolutely crazy. Uh, anybody. Yeah. That, I just wish, I, I believe it's one of the top 10 secrets to being successful. Don't, don't you think in business? I mean, it, it is so important. Learning is such a big piece. We think we just get out there and go and going is good, but you do have to learn. So cool. Exactly. Thanks. Totally agree. Thanks, Will. So, Will, we want we want <laughs> to learn. Pass? It. I pass? Yeah. Oh, I, I, what do you think, Ryan? Did did he beat Google? <laughs> He's a winner. He's a winner. Ding 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 ding. 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 Will has right. officially right. beat Google in the Google challenge. So, <laughs> Google, you have lost once again. Dun dun dun. <laughs> so, so Will, let's let's get to know you a little bit. Let let's find out a little bit about you. What what brought you to this crazy? entrepreneur world business owner we we all know that that every entrepreneur business owner has this weird mind you know we all have this strange mind that just doesn't fit the mold of having a job and going to work nine to five so what when did you realize that how did you figure that out uh it's a great question um well i had my entrepreneurial uh experiments when i was in high school that i didn't really know was entrepreneurial at the time. I just kind of wanted to make money or at least be kind of the, uh, the leader of my own domain. So I'll give you a quick kind of embarrassing story. From Perfect. We love those. Yeah. <laughs> um, back in high school, 
I, I remember my parents you know, we went on a cruise and I think that you had to be 18 to be on a cruise. And I was not 18, but um, I wanted to be able to buy beer or buy something. And so I didn't know how to make this possible. Actually, it was to play. It was to gamble at the casino. That's really what I wanted to do. <laughs> and um, I wasn't of age. I wasn't of age to go into the casino. And I was like, I'm going to make myself a fake ID. So because I didn't know what that was back then. And so, you know, being tech savvy as I was, I made a fake ID. And fast forward, you know, a couple months from the, the cruise, everybody wanted one. And um, I, I know where this is going. Uh, yeah, I basically manufactured a business that was highly lucrative uh, in my early teens um, that I then took and put into the stock market and was actually my seed money for my first company. Um, but, uh, you know, I had, I had some scared straight learning experiences from that. <laughs> my, my parents actually hired a lawyer pretending to be, you know, so, like a different lawyer that was onto this and like scared me straight. And I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with this. <laughs> Your life of crime was over. I just wanted, much, to, yeah, just wanted was, to gamble. Yeah, you just wanted to gamble. But, you know, but that's the entrepreneur mindset is you see the opportunities wherever they are. And we do like to, to be exactly. legit. But but still, you, you realize at a young age, oh, I kind of see opportunities here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, there's a problem here that I need to be able to solve. And once I solved it, I realized that a lot of other people were having the same problem. <laughs> And so I went about trying to solve that problem and, you know, fine line between legal or illegal, but that's, uh, that's how I fell into it. Oh, that's awesome. That's perfect. That's perfect. Sorry. With that, let's, let's get to our, our, our question of the day that we ask everybody. Yeah. I know that you, uh, stated before you have a lot to talk about on this subject here. So what does biz for good mean to you? Biz for good. And it's definitely a loaded question because I've got a lot to, to talk about, but Biz for Good is basically, uh, and I, I do a lot with e-commerce companies um, and, and marketing. And so for me, it's it's figuring out a way to work with companies and help them talk to their customers that helps their customers, that adds value in their customers' lives. Um, and for me, it's as easy as identifying why is somebody trusting you, right? When you go onto a random website or let's say Amazon, you trust Amazon because it's Amazon. They've just provided you so much value already right? Free shipping, trust, re returns. Um, in my world, I always try to think about how can my customers provide more value for their customers and honest value, true value uh, without expectation. And when you take that approach, their businesses start to flourish and every, everything starts to align. And so to me, I, I'm very analytical. So it, it really is like, how can I help my customers help their customers uh, grow and, and by providing value. And that, and that's what biz for good means. Is providing any... actual value. You, you, they give you money yeah. and you provide more value than the money yeah. they give. Absolutely. Right? I mean, even, you know, I, I, there's a lot of use cases when we first started this business where a lot of our clients actually couldn't, didn't have funds, but they had a great product. And I just took it under myself to say, I'm going to crush this for you. And I know that if I crush this for you, the stars will align. And it has. I've taken clients on um, that have had no budgets that are now doing five figures in revenue a day from our efforts. Wow. And uh, it's just, it's, it's very cool to see because 
you know, it's all, always paid for. I, every single client we have now is a personal referral. And the only reason it's been a personal referral is because we've killed it for them. And we've, we go out of our way to do it regardless of what they're paying us or what they're not paying us because like, like this show is all about, like doing good for people really comes back. It really comes back to everything. It's magical. I mean, if you follow the line of doing good and being good for your clients or potential customers, it will always come back good to you. Yeah, it, it feels good. I mean, I'll, I'll use this as an example. When my team executes something for somebody, even regardless of monetary, you know, if, are they paying us or they're not, my team feels good. They're like, yo, we just did that. Like, and them feeling good makes our business better. And so it's, everything is connected. And uh, so I, I'm in total agreement with you. Awesome. Awesome. It, it sounds like you do a lot of mentorship in, in the e-commerce world. Uh, you want to tell a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, or how that model you know, I, there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of times where people ha- or, you know, friends or friends of friends have come to us because they've heard about us and what we've been doing uh, and saying, like, can you help us? And now, obviously, we have to be very um, selective with the amount of time we give away to just kind of help. Yeah. But uh, we have a lot of different clients that ha- were just one-man shows or one-woman shows that now are doing really, really well. And we do everything from not just marketing but helping their business overall, You know, looking at their P&L, looking at their manufacturer relationships, trying to negotiate rates with them, with the manufacturers, showing them like, you know, interviewing customers, just the whole 360 of like what their business is, because it's way more than just a product or getting sales online. And so uh, we do do a lot with different companies, helping them grow their business. And what that does, and honestly, I, I never, we never ask for something, right? There might be a small fee they pay us, but we go well beyond and beyond. And what's happened is a lot of times these companies have come back and said, hey, how do I, how do I make you part of this? How, how do I make you part of this business? Because you've, you've helped me get to, to X and I know we can go way past it. And so there are a lot of opportunities and doors that just open up because of the value we put out first. That's exactly what we're talking That's about. That's exactly there. what we're talking about. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's awesome feeling. <laughs> Not sure why. We <laughs> we're going to pause for just one moment. We're going to pause for just one moment. Sure. Why, why are we, why are we, why, why are we, why are we, Doing that. Doing that. Double feedback. Double feedback. It might be on his head. Is it? Are you? Are you? Do you have us on a speaker? Now it's gone. Um. That was weird. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we could hear you <laughs> fine. We were just hearing us double. That was really bizarre. Did you? Um, I haven't touched anything, man. I haven't touched anything either. Technology, man, you gotta love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll, sometimes we weird. Yeah, we'll just pretend nothing that, that didn't happen. Uh, yeah, uh, go into uh, the name of the company you're you're with and all that good stuff. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about your company. What exactly you do? Um, just kind of <laughs> give us give us some insight of what what your company's all about. I know you kind of talked about sure, it a little uh, bit, but let's go all the way. Yeah, I'll just go all the way into it. Uh, <laughs> we're called Unstoppable. Uh, that's unstoppable.co. I love that and, name, by uh, the way. I am a huge fan of Sia. Do you like that song, Unstoppable by Sia? Have yes. You ever, uh, yes I love that song. I'm unstoppable today. <laughs> it's our song. Yeah. It's our song. I'm a Porsche with no brakes. 
<laughs> oh, dude, that would be awesome. There's a rock version of that. Really? Yeah. She's she's beautiful. I love I love seeing it. Anyway, so, sorry. Side note. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, so basically, you know, we help with all things online, um, but narrow. We narrowed our focus. We're really e-commerce focused. Uh, we help businesses scale that have great products um, from point A to point Z. So. Whether it's Shopify, Magento, Big Commerce, we help anything from paid traffic on Facebook, Google, email marketing, conversion rate optimization, really getting your product to the masses um, and creating a sustainable, scalable solution so you can actually grow a business online. Um, that's what we do. We're very different than an agency because we look at the entire business to see where we can find um more revenue or help the business grow or even help staff them, right? If they don't have a project manager on, on staff, but we know that they should allocate resources to that. We give these kind of uh, actionable advice. So we do a whole thing and, and it really stems from the fact that I, I built and sold a business before uh, where I'm taking that knowledge into the e-commerce space and so I don't just look at, hey, do we make a sale from running this ad? It's it's the whole ecosystem. So that's that's kind of what we do in a nutshell. Cool. Sweet. So so you, you said it's different than an agency. I'm I'm curious uh, what exactly that means. Different than an agency. So you're talking like a marketing agency is what you're talking about, right? Yeah, a lot of agencies and a lot of places where we've had um, clients come to us from, they they just focus on paid traffic acquisition. So running Facebook ads to get a sale, right? Mm -hmm. And um, with us, we do way more than that. We know that running an ad on Facebook or on Google or any third party network might not work unless you have something on page or unless your margins are right. You know, a lot of times we've had clients come to us and say, this was working two years ago and we've just been losing money every year. We don't know why. And, you know, after a day of analysis, it's like, okay, well, the ecosystem's changed where you're getting traffic from has changed and your product costs are the same and your margins are the same. So let's go back to whoever you're buying your product from or your manufacturer and let's, let's negotiate your rates 25% because then we have more money to acquire more customers. And that might be the, the solution to your problem versus just trying to solve a business with marketing. There's oh, so much more than you? that. And so that's so why much. Um, I think that churn or, or, or a relationship with a customer can end pretty fast if you don't look at the whole business and you just look at, you know, we're only good at online Facebook stuff. Uh, you know, you have to look at everything to make sure the business can be successful. I love that. That It, it is so true. The marketing world, uh, being an entrepreneur, owning several businesses, me and Ryan both know, spent lots of money on marketing and have gotten practically no results because it's exactly what it was. Hey, we're going to put your ads. You're going to do ads. No, no feedback. No. I mean, they're the experts. They should be able to tell you, you know, that ad is lame or that ad probably is not going to work instead of just, Oh yeah, we're going to spit it out to this, that, and the other and blah, 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 blah. Marketing. I really have a hard time. I believe you can't run a successful business without successful marketing. Unfortunately, there's so much crap marketing out there. There is a lot. That's how I fell into this. I, uh, my old company, we sold, <laughs> we sold emergency lighting. So we were emergencylights.net and um, ballast.com. Very weird space, but it was in the lighting space and we had e-commerce stores. And before I knew all this stuff, I actually 
was hiring outside resources. And I realized pretty fast that they're not putting the passion behind it that I would because it's my business. And so I said, I got to bite the bullet and teach myself all this stuff to really make this successful because no one else is. And so I took that skill set and just kept going deeper on it. And then with the clients we have now and some of our own brands, because we pretend like we're the business owner, we, we have the passion behind it and, and the execution. So we actually look at every business we have like it's ours. Uh, and that, that allows us great, to great. I love yeah. that. I love that. Cause that is a part of the being good and doing good, taking ownership of that company instead of saying, well, you know what? You told us to do this and it didn't work and that's not our fault. Yeah. That's, that's the worst way to build a relationship or even build trust. And for me, I won't even take a client on unless they are, it's fully tra transparent on both sides. And, and, and we have done our thorough research to know that, you know, they could potentially be great. They just don't know how to be great. Um, wow. And a lot of times clients would be like, we know what, we know what we should be doing. We just don't know how to do it. And it's like, well, you know, let's all step back. Let's get rid of the ego for a second. Let's, you know, let's look at our customers. Let's analyze everything. And when we take a client on and make sure that they know this, I pretend like I'm the owner of the business. I'll look, I'll, I'll look at the costs. I'll look at where they're putting their money. I'll look at the opportunities on different channels. I literally have hired an entire company staff based on knowing where the company should pivot at certain times. Wow. Because if I was the owner, this is what I would do. And because of that, they're now doing almost a million dollars a month in revenue. Wow. Um, and when we first took them on, they were doing about $60,000 a month in revenue. Wow. Wow. You know, that reminds me of, it reminds me of the profit. You talk about the profit. profit. You guys ever watch Marcus, <laughs> the profit, you know, he goes I, in and he basically becomes that company. You, are you a fan? I've learned a lot from him. Marcus actually. is the man. Marcus is the man. Absolutely. Yeah. He I'll tell you, it's, it's so, yeah, it's so funny. I mean, I, I always love watching those shows on CNBC because there's little, little things you can pick up on. And one of the things I've noticed with Marcus is two things he always does always does he always makes sure if it's a local business or a store that the opportunity like the space is right you know like they'll walk in there might not mm -hmm. be like a space for them to buy extra stuff but that's a whole would you like fries with that right it's like the upsell so there's other products that are now visible which you can make more money from and then people that have excess inventory he just clears out right away to i love that and those are two get things, rid of it those are two things i'm like and then just he just makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then he watches those margins like hawks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I am exactly. dumbfounded by how many people don't listen to him. I'm less like dumbfounded. <laughs> Go ahead. Be a, be a loser. <laughs> don't listen to him. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's cool. Well, well cool. Uh, we like to, uh, thanks for one, just for being on the show. We also like to kind of end with an action item. Do you have some kind of an action item that you could give the listeners that maybe they could take away with to use just some kind of little nugget that, that maybe has assisted you in your life, something like that? Yeah. I, you know, I mentioned it at the beginning, but I'll mention it again. There's so much BS and noise out there with, you should follow this person on Instagram. You should do what this person's doing or, or seeing other people's wins, right? You always see the company that sold for 10 million or a hundred million dollars. You never think that they went through struggles, right? You never see the downside of how entrepreneurs or people got there. Um, and something that really brings me back level-headed or humbles me is 
picking up a book and actually reading about the people and how they became successful. And then what that does is it creates a perspective, right? You don't get overwhelmed with, man, I'm not there yet, or I'm not rich yet, or I'm not successful um, because all you see is that success. And so what I, I really implore for people that are watching mental health wise is to find somebody you really admire and read their story because that will bring bring it into perspective that you have time and that you actually can be successful without worrying about what other people are doing. I love it. You know, it, it, it's funny because people talk about buying mentor or not buying mentors, but paying money for mentors and this, that, and the other. And the, the funny thing is there are so many ultra, ultra successful, powerful people that, that you could pay thousands upon thousands of dollars as a mentor, but they've written books. <laughs> They've written books. You can have them as mentors. Yeah. Just read and, and see what they've done and, and, and connect with that. It dumbfounds me. People talk about buying mentor, you know, have mentor. And, and, I, and I do it. I mean, I've done it. I've paid for mentorships. I have mentees. But there's so much out there that you could learn from insanely powerful people, and they can be your mentors yeah. for nine ninety five for their book or whatever. And, and you know what? I'll take one more actionable thing. If, if you take anything away from this, just – Here's a simple book that I'd recommend. It's not anything, you know, I have a ton of different books, but here's a perfect example of a book that tells a story of nothing to, you know, a billion. And it's called, it's called Shoe Dog, the, the Phil Knight oh, uh, dude, book. Oh, Shoe Dog. You, you just hit a nail on a big thing. I love that book. That, that is my favorite autobiography. I freaking Phil Knight is a baddie. <laughs> baddie, man. He's, he's good. He, and, 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 the reason I'm referencing that book is just it shows you everything, yes. right? From like lawsuits to where he didn't think they were ever going to be successful to like they didn't even know they were starting a company. Yes. And it just puts it in perspective. Like you've got time, you know? And that, that book, like you said before, totally hits on the head. You don't give up. He should have quit so many times. He went up against stuff and he's like, nah, I'm just going to keep doing it. I, I love what I'm doing. Yep. I'm going to keep doing it. But so many people would have would have quit. So many that book is yep. so powerful in the fact that you just don't stop doing it. Uh, thanks for bringing that 100%. up. That is so. Cool. I mean, yeah. people know I talk about that book a lot. I freaking <laughs> I would kill to have Phil Knight on the show just because what an inspiration. And, be awesome. and the book is fun to. It's fun. He writes it in a really fun, engaging way. It's it's not just yep. oh, there's a bunch of data. So thanks exactly. for bringing that up, man. That's yeah. awesome. For sure. Good mind. Hundred percent. Sweet. Well, we, well, Will. Um, thank you so much for being on the show, man. I, I think we got some really cool insight, and you are absolutely living the be good, do good. And thank you for being that misfit and outcast in the world of, of manipulation and all that stuff and, and getting above the noise by, by being real and a, and a, and a, and a person that connects with your, your clients. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you guys having me. It was, it was a pleasure. So how can people find you? How can they connect with your business? What, 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 what kind of links and stuff do you got? Sure. Um, you know, Instagram at Will Dean, uh, website unstoppable.co www.unstoppable.co or, or just go to Facebook and type Will Dean. I'm usually the first thing that pops up. So just hit me up there and I'd love to meet you guys. Awesome. Sweet. Awesome. Well, we'll do that. You want to take us out, Ryan? Yeah. Thanks so much for being on the show. We appreciate that. We're just, it's just awesome to meet people 
I just it's the best part of my job right now. <laughs> it really is. It really is. <laughs> Thank you for just being a bad a awesome dude, man. <laughs> so we always end the show awesome. with. Well, I appreciate you guys. <laughs> you bet. Uh, we always end the show with the hashtag be good, do good three times. On the third time, we get louder. In fact, Bobby breaks the mic, so <laughs> watch out for that. All right, you ready on three? All right, hashtag be, be good, good, do good. good. Hashtag be, be good, good, do good. Hashtag be good, be do good. Mic broke. <laughs> That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the Biz for Good Show podcast. We want to thank all our fans and guests on the show. Be sure to check us out on all our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For your hosts, Bobby Glenn James and Ryan Pilkington, this is Tim Jackson saying get out and do some good. Now go. Go.